popcorn diorite. Throughout the show, we follow the awkwardly magical journey of three adolescent adventurers. However, magic isn't real as a podcast for adults. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So how do I get back to the parking lot? Very good. Is it through here? Take a left, up, down, or through the corner? Down doesn't seem right. Oh, I think I know. Welcome to another episode of Magic Isn't Real. Hey, yo. Remember, it's not illegal if you get caught. What? What? <laughs> it's yeah. not unless, illegal unless, unless you, you get caught. You kids yeah. over here doing magic. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> Joined with me, as always, is someone who didn't get laid in high school, Kayla Temshin. You know what? I got academic scholarships. I turned out socially super normal. Hi, I'm Kayla Temshiv, and I play Parker Henley. Uh, Parker is 14 years old, a level three circle of the shepherd druid. And uh, Parker's tagline this week is, I'm, I'm a killer now? That's depressing. I think it's fucking rad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Jonah Pfeiffer. He, him, and I play Ted Vardaman, the man with wraparound shades and a pristine collection of action figures. Ted's <laughs> tagline for this week is, did y'all know the Eddie Guerrero tribute show was on the day he uh, passed away? Dude, well, don't bring that up. tragic. Are you going to start just bringing us random fun facts for Ted? I no, think that no, would be a I, great No, I learned that in the car on the way here. We were driving here, <laughs> and I showed him the whole Shabo Guerrero and Eddie Guerrero thing, and it was sad. depressing, rest sad. In, rest in power. Rest in power, indeed. <laughs> oh hey, guys. My name is Christian Contreras. He, him, and I play the absolutely gorgeous, the amazing, the immaculate Brandon Rodriguez. Woo-woo. Ugh, get a room. Every time I look in the mirror, man, I just swear I see him <laughs> staring right back at me. <laughs> get a room. More like buy a whole ass house. Yeah, why get a room when I can have the whole thing, man? <laughs> well, and his tagline this week is going to be, I think murder's kind of fun. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, no, no, no. We corrected too far. <laughs> Just trying to get you a taste for blood, not a f- craving for it. <laughs> it, it, it He's the natural born killer. I mean, you did crush some plants. I did crush them very hard. And then you ate a whole world in episode three. So. I did do that. I have done a lot of killing You've now that I think about it. If, if you think about it, killing people is just cleaning a planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This reminds me of the high school question for extra credit. <laughs> for this extra credit. We have a high school question and a D&D related question. The high school question, if the players get it right, will give them a re-roll in the human world. If they get the D&D related question right, they get a re-roll in any other. Moving to the high school question, this is why this reminded me of that. Of these four wars, which had the most casualties? The American Civil War, the Vietnam War, the Holy War Crusades, and the War of 1812. Bonus. If you can tell me the correct order from least to most. Okay, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can, I can give you Here's an some order. Some context clues. Your basic prime knowledge of these uh, historic events. One more time. The choice it is the American Civil War, the Vietnam War, the Holy War Crusades, and the War of 1812. See, I feel like answering this is going to get me in trouble. Why? Like, I feel like if I try and put them in an order, people are going to be like, whoa. 
are you saying the War of 1812 like wasn't that big of a deal? And I'm like, no, it was still a war. I just don't think it's... Hey, everybody who has feelings about that war is dead now. Very true. That's true. Who am I offending? Hey, we didn't say we were pro-war. We're against all of these things. I'm just saying which one fucked up the most. Mm. Do we have answers? I think I do. I'm ready. Already. We are going to start with Jonah. All right. So I went for the order. I tried. My number one, I think, is the American Civil War. And then I have the Crusades, then Vietnam, then 1812. Okay. That was from most to least? Yeah. Okay. I did not go in order, but I did say the Vietnam War was the one that had the most casualties. Vietnam was the one with the most? Okay. I actually had the same order as Jonah. The same order as Jonah. American Civil War, because I feel like I saw the stuff that was like more people died in this one, and I'm like, that's entirely on America. And then the Crusades, a ton of people died, then Vietnam, then 1812. Well... The answer, I'm sorry to say, you all underestimate the rage of religion. The Crusades, by far, has the highest death count. Yep. Starting with the least amount was 1812, with only 15,000 people. Oh, I was going to whoop whoop because we got it right, but like, I don't want to whoop whoop the deaths of (laughs) 15,000 people. The Vietnam War is third, with 58,220 Dang, only two wrong. Missed the, missed the order of the close. top two. Second yeah. is the American Civil War with 620,000. Jesus. Still a lot, but nothing in comparison to the Crusades of 1.7 million. Yeah, Crusades lasted a while, too. Yeah. Wow. It was an unfair question due to the duration, but yeah. I was hoping someone would get That's it. That's the one I knew the least about. Yeah, I, was, I don't remember anything about that one. I mean... I'm not going to get into my thoughts on the Crusades. No one wants to hear that. But, um, <laughs> a lot of people died for not very great reasons. Babe, new political podcast just dropped. <laughs> there you go. It's just me being like, maybe we shouldn't try and like change everyone. Moving on to the D&D related question. D&D vehicles are growing in number and complexity as the game continues. The Devil's Ride is a two-wheeled infernal war bike that you can use, a mechanical beholder that your entire party can sit inside and maneuver. But going back to the classics. What the fuck kind of books they've been releasing? (laughs) (laughs) This is all bonus content you see in the back of the books. It's like races that they add and then new mechanics like items and vehicles. I want a mechanical beholder. It looked really cool, honestly. It was like, oh, come on, kids, into the magic school bus. Oh, God. Can this be a normal field trip? Not on the magical beholder. No way. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) However, going back to the basics. The longship incorporated in the book Ghost of Saltmarsh has a cargo capacity of what? I'm giving you a frame of reference, so this is multiple choice. Thank God. (laughs) Your choices are 500 pounds of cargo capacity, 1,000 pounds, 5 tons, or 10 tons. What is the cargo capacity of a longship? I didn't even know we had vehicles in D&D. There are so many. I'll tell you, honestly, I've... Notice the vehicles more when I'm on D&D Beyond rather than when I'm looking at my books, just because D&D Beyond puts it in kind of a, this sounds like a sponsorship. I don't want to support D&D Beyond in that way. Unless. 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 Can you tell Daddy D&D, you can I win me over. I not know there was any source book that had a motorcycle in it. I'm like, what is that? For? Oh, yeah. Eberron it looks badass. That is Eberron. It looks like one of those. It gave me the vibes of that bike in Halo that has one big wheel in the front, that kind of jagged metal Interesting. Seemed pretty cool. All right, Jonah, what do we say? What's the cargo capacity of a long ship? Uh, I have this book, but I haven't read it. I think it's five tons. Five tons? Christian? I said a thousand pounds. I'm just copying Jonah today, but I did also write down five tons. 
Oh my god. It's a 10. Y'all are getting no re-rolls today. Uh, is this the first time we're getting no re-rolls at all? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mark it in your calendars. This is the day that we die. In memory. May 27th. The capacity of cargo space in a longship is 10 tons. Yep. How do you track that? 20,000 pounds. Read Ghosts of Salt Marsh. That's like a bunch yeah. of elephants. <laughs> Does anyone track that? Like, is that an actual thing people do? Like, they say like, hey, this weighs about five That's why pounds. I go buy crates. I know there's a lot of people that love rules as written and they don't like to go off the book very much. Like they will be, oh, have you eaten in the past however many hours? Oh, you need those spell components for your spells. I'm like, no, just let me throw fire out of my hands. I want to have a good time. <laughs> if we have to use spell components, I'll walk out this door right now. See, that's why you pick someone who doesn't use magic. Yeah, I was like, I will s- switch. <laughs> I think there's a way to track how much coin weight you have. Mm-hmm. That shit seems bonkers to me. We don't have any like, coins. Like, oh, you so can't carry anything else. You have too many coins Especially on you. Especially when the economy doesn't make any sense to begin right? with. <laughs> uh, tell me about it. And one last thing we're going to do before we start, before we kick this off, just because we've got a bunch of the big exposition set up, we can now get a little bit more goofy. We will now be incorporating a new way for the players to help themselves out through the episode. Each player will be provided a phrase that is completely random and sometimes meaningless, but... If the players can incorporate that phrase into the game, they will receive a boost to help them out. The phrase must be said in character. You can't say it in party talk. If performed correctly, you will receive a spell slot of your choosing, or a rage for Christian. Hey. Or you can choose to replenish 15 hit points. This will increase as we level up. Okay. All That's right. all of my hit points. I'm a druid. I'm I'm faking like I'm tough. (laughs) I'm pretending, doing a real good job. Here are the phrases. You guys can decide amongst yourself who gets what, but they are as follows. The first one. You can't just act like the moon landing didn't happen. Easy. The next one. Fuck that. I want my eggs scrambled. And then the last one. It's like my love for low-cut turtlenecks. (laughs) Low-cut turtlenecks? Yep. So who is taking what? All right, well, I know which one I want, but you mentioned the first, so you go first. I think I, I think Parker could say it's like my love for low-cut turtlenecks. That seems fitting. I can make that happen. I would like to take, if it's okay with you guys, fuck that, I want my eggs scrambled. Naturally. All right, that leaves me with you can't just act like the moon landing didn't happen. Nice. You know, it's like my love for low-cut turtlenecks. No, that's... Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 uh-huh. she said it. So now that you guys have finished the battle, you've had your first kills, everyone is looking around to see the dust has settled. Could I get a towel, please? Parker shakes the blood off of her hands. Chert runs off and he goes back to his house, comes back with a long towel and just drapes it over you. Thank you. (laughs) Brandon's going to take a second to look around at all the destruction we caused. Holy shit, did we do all that? I think some of it was the giant house. And as it starts going back to its plot of land and sets itself down, you see Chert put his hand up to it. It's all right. You're good, bud. Thank you for your service. Where is Dahlia? Kind of in the back. She didn't really want to get involved herself, but she wanted to assist any way she could. She's slowly walking up to you all as everything is starting to calm down. So that was fun. She is shaking like a leaf. I didn't know that I could make something that big happen. 
Oh, I'm going to throw up. If they do throw up, I will grab the, their hair. <laughs> I think Parker just whips the towel off of her and instead offers it. It's like covered in blood, right? She just puts it in front oh of Oh my Dahlia. God, is that blood? No, I just, I mean, oh. if, you need to, if you need to throw up into something, oh. I just, I don't know. I thought this might help. That was not going to I'm help. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then Parker puts the bloody towel behind her back like it didn't happen. Oh my God. Thanks, though, guys. That was um really eye-opening for me. We couldn't have done it without you. I, I think you guys could, t- could take on anything. I think I helped. On the places where fire was starting to catch, you see Dio Wright eventually extinguishes all of them. Walks up to you all and with his cane in hand and says, Huh, good to see there's someone else here to help out. That was, that was, uh, that was a doozy. Were there any casualties on our side? Oh, we don't like to see him like that. You know here, we, we just, it's all part of the cycle of life. Life is the shit, man. So, so yes. Y- yes, yeah, there were, there were a couple that perished. Parker's going to run and put some good berries in the mouths of anyone that, uh, the people that she wasn't able to get to in time. There were three casualties throughout all that. One of which was inside the house, was not able to get out. The others, they had some beams fall on them because of the cave-ins, and that gave them some gashes, some pretty gnarly wounds. One of them looks like they could come back. No vital organs were struck. Parker's got two good berries, and she's going to feed one to them. Just Absolutely. Like trying her best to do triage. Yeah, I would say they're probably in the middle of their death saves. You go up with a good berry. It's like covered in blood, though, because I'm covered in blood. It's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Their eyes start to slowly flicker open. <sighs> oh, oh my god. Oh, oh my god, you're Parker. Oh, I am. But you- that's your... You know what? You're alive now. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, I gotta get up. And he gets up to bow to you. Oh, no, 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 no. Need to. You You should be lying down. No, you should. I try and push them gently onto a a chair. Oh, you are so merciful. No, just please stop saying nice things about me. I did just kill a guy. You're right. We all have a sense of morality. How wise. Oh, no. Parker just gives this frantic look to Brandon and Ted. I am not. I. I give a thumbs up back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're doing great. (laughs) We all have greatness inside of us. Sometimes our greatness slips a little bit out of our inside to our outsides. Yeah, and sometimes we. (laughs) That's you right now. (laughs) Sometimes we turn into snakes and we squeeze people to death. And then other times we feed innocent people berries and we save them. So really, I'm not that special because I'm sure I'm helping you, but I did also kill someone. I did also just kill someone. So sorry, could you repeat that last bit? You see, there's someone who starts walking up. He was recording what you were saying through a bush. He was writing everything down and then he peeps himself out. He's like, I didn't get that last one. Hold What'd on. you say? <laughs> We all have greatness all inside greatness of us. Inside and of us. And sometimes right. you turn into a giant constrictor snake and you squeeze someone to death, but other times you feed innocent people berries. And that's just kind of how life works. God, what an amazing metaphor. That's going to help a lot of people out. Sometimes you turn into a snake. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Why are you recording our words from a bush? <laughs> you, you all are the prophets. Prophets? A couple of years ago, you came to this town and you set us on the straight and narrow. The straight, straight and narrow? This place just almost got burned down. But you saved us. You are from the Lord. Yes, the Lord Corvey. Y- 
Yeah, that guy. That, what other Lord? Come on. I just, we are prophets of the Lord Corvey, and he's asked that we be taken to his temple. All right, all right. Just act like I'm not here. It's all candid. You guys are great. And he goes back in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go to the temple? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure, I mean, we were, I was just going to pass by, and then um, I think we wanted to go and find use some reinforcements in this new war. Oh, yeah. There are a bunch of neighboring tribes. The one that we are currently at conflict is the Nook. Really, it's the necrotic order of Kawatau. But (laughs) the Nook just, it slips off the tongue better. But yeah, let's go to the the temple. Give you a little look. Have you tried to reach out for help from any of the other towns around here before? Eh, it's, It's more like we're like acquaintances, you know? We don't really have a council that talks to other nations. It's kind of just the leaders kind of shoot the shit. I have a good smoking buddy over in the tribe of the Rhea Plains. Yeah, have you asked him for help? It's not their problem. They're living their lives. I'm living mine, you know? Yeah, but your your people are being attacked like every day. Something needs to change. I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, they keep getting attacked. I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah, that's an attack. (laughs) You know, I got in a guy that does attacks, Jerry. I can set you up. <laughs> Who's this talking about attacks? <laughs> Shut up! There are no attacks here. I mean, I, I haven't super asked for assistance because, you know, they don't ask me for assistance. Communication is a two-way street, though. If I wanted to reach out, I could reach out, but I don't want to bother them. Okay, so we'll go talk to them. Yeah, I guess we can do that. Hey, if you guys want to, I, I have no quarrel with that. Do the oh, Nook okay. ever attack anyone else? Sometimes they've they've taken over a couple of villages and they kind of unionize and become one. They're they're a bunch of bad people, honestly. Not not a lot of good. They praise the god of death as opposed to the god of life. They think you know, oh, the greatest part of life is is to die. And I'm like, no, that that's bullshit. The corvée, love is life. You know, life is the shit. Death You're is a whack. shit leader. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Wait, I'm a bad leader. Yes. I was told that you are a captain of sorts, right? That you you lead a team into battle? Yes, that's what I do. How many wars have you won? Well, I haven't lost a man yet. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon has flashbacks to when he himself died. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Technically. Technically, I didn't lose one. All right, you know what? I'm just... Go to the temple. It's all good. (laughs) Everyone thinks you're these cool, awesome prophets, but I know you guys. I know you guys at heart. I was just like you guys. I was once revered as God, but really, no. I'm just, I'm just a fucking dude living my life, and then they, they won't stop putting me on top of that big chair. And (sighs) fucking mortals are oppressing. Hey, man, nobody's making you sit on that chair, dude. You're making the choice to go sit on that chair. You could, you could leave any day. I just got it to the point where like my crease is like in the chair. Do you know how hard it is to get that on stone? It's insane. Sorry, you just, you said something that I thought was just kind of funny. Uh, what did you say about mortals? Are you not a mortal? Well, I, I'm a magic user. So there aren't very many magic users here? Not a ton. I mean, you can definitely train to be a wizard, but wizards are more like they, they study to get magic. My magic comes from the Lord. I was chosen. Hmm. All right, well, I would love to run by this temple of Corvée, and then maybe we go and try and build an army? Yeah, just like build the team, right? 
Brandon, you just recruit from other schools. Yeah, if you guys, if you, you guys got the leadership skills, please be my guest. Tell me, tell me how you're gonna do it. Just show me, make it happen. All right, let's go to the fucking temple. Let's see, Corcor. What? Huh? <laughs> we chat. Me and Corcor. We're on a nickname basis. I'm gonna hold back for a sec. You two go ahead and find me whenever you're done. I'm gonna help these people. Okay. Yeah, no problem, Brandon. And I'm gonna stay back and help the people. Any way I can. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing right now would be like getting wood to separate parts of the wall that have been cracked in. So can you give me an athletics check to just see how effective you were at helping out? Oh, God. That is a six. Six. In terms of getting yourself in there, and there's a couple, not a language barrier, but the way that they say things is different than the way you're trying to communicate. And you ended up helping out a decent bit, but not enough to do it all yourself. You're not picking up any boards solo. Gotcha. The other two go off to the temple. You go, and it's it's more like a big shrine, but it is covered kind of like a gazebo. And you get inside, there are candles lit, a statue, and then a gold bowl of water right below the statue's feet. There is a plaque etched into it. It says, Corvée, bringer of light, life, and hope. You know, Parker, I feel really bad about those things I said to Brandon. Oh? Well, when you, when you said that he doesn't have to work as hard for stuff. Yeah. It, it look, it's not even like, like I'm jealous of him or like I'm mad that he has all those things and that also he's still, I don't know, a decent sort of person. It's just, it's really hard when you look at somebody and they just have everything you want and they're upset about it. You know? I guess. I... I don't know. I, I think, yeah, Brandon's awesome, right? He's the king, and he's apparently really popular and cool, um, and he has a motorcycle and stuff like that. But, but Ted, you're super cool. You're you adapted to this magic thing faster than any of us did. Well, of course, I did. I spend all my days daydreaming. What do you think I do in my free time? I read books. That's all I do. I just. I read books about people who go on adventures. You know, honestly, uh, Parker, this is going to sound a little embarrassing, but before I met you and, and became friends with you, I kind of didn't spend much of any energy thinking about what, what girls did with their time. I just assumed it was kind of some enigma and they go home and enter some portal, kind of like we go through, where they go into the girl realm and do girl things all day. <laughs> I guess no, I held that over from middle school. <laughs> see, I don't know. I don't know what other girls do. I kind of do what my grandparents do so like i watch a lot of jeopardy and a lot of crochet and a lot of reading but i'm sure other people go to the girl dimension and do girl girl things anyways i don't know thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) do i see any sort of religious symbology yeah you see there are a couple symbols etched in one at the bottom of the statue a couple on the plaque and a couple before you walk in it is a big cross with another cross behind it intersecting it and in the center it's almost like roots of a tree going throughout the spikes and it looks like a flash of light because he is the god of light god of nature and it basically symbolizes how bright and powerful this god is and it is the sign of corvée uh parker copies down that image fantastic and then i'm gonna go up to the bowl of water by the statue? Mm-hmm. 
Parker is going to fish through her backpack for a handkerchief and dip it in the water and then wipe the feet of the statue. You do so. This isn't a custom in their world. So Diorite says, what, what, what exactly are you doing? What, what's going on here? Why are you touching up the statue? I, That's for you, the water. The water's for me? Yes, you do this. And he takes his middle finger, dabs it in the water, dabs it on his own head, and you see his eyes start to glow with light. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's that's some good shit right there. Oh, I'm... Whoa, can I get a hit of that? Oh, you you can try. I. It's it's kind of a clerics thing, but everybody oh. likes to do it. It just it gives you a sense of, of you're closer to Corvée no, no, when no, no, you can have good. some of his holy nectar. My experience with religion is not like this. Um, and Parker is going to stick in her middle finger and put a dot of the water on her forehead. You do so. Can I get a religion check? Yeah. Get that religious energy. I have, so I have, a, whatever it's called in religion, that's a 14. 14. You dab it on your head. And you don't hear anything. You feel an aura of warmth go around your body. And it's there for a couple seconds, and then it slowly diminishes. What's it feel like, Parker? Is that some pretty good shit? Um, it kind of just feels nice. And, like, safe. Ah, like when my mom hugs me. Exactly! Like, like totally, if, if Kelly hugged me, I bet I would feel just like this. Wait, your, your mom doesn't, like, hug you every night before you go to bed? Well, yeah, like, my Nona hugs me, but, like, like when she hugs me, it's, like, really tight. Yeah. Yeah. You feel a little trapped and not, like, safe and comfortable. Oh, well, I'm sorry. No, that's, it's fine. I love my Nona. I, yeah, I just, um, uh, and Parker looks up at the uh, face of the statue and gives a little wave and is like, you're going to be seeing a lot of me. Big guy? Ethereal being? Okay, let's go find Brandon. Yeah, yeah, I guess we should, huh? (gasps) All right. And then he escorts you all out of the temple. And Brandon, as you are starting to finish up and they get the wood patched up on the wall and it's now completely filled in, one of the guys who was helping with the construction comes up to you and says, Hey, well, thank you for helping us out. We we really appreciate it. Here, take this. And then he pulls out of his bag little slabs of wood very tiny slabs and it looks like it was burned on a symbol with an iron you can't read it but it looks as if it's currency and he hands you three of them and he says please for for your time and for saving us please i'm gonna grab his hand and put my other hand on top of it thank you for being so strong and helping this community i can't accept this i will make it up to you guys though i promise You've already done more than enough. You give us hope. And that's all I need to go. Not enough, apparently. People died today, and I cannot let that happen again. So please, hold on to this till I become a good symbol for your people. Until I become a proper king. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. And he puts it back in his bag. You will be. I, 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 of course, know nothing about that kind of stuff, but you have a presence that people gravitate towards. And it's not because of how you look or your actions or what you do, but it's just, you have an energy about you. Thank you. I hope you're right. Well, thanks again. I gotta get back to work. 
Hey, Brandon! Hey, guys. Brandon, we found the temple! And I put some water on my forehead, and it felt really warm and nice. I think when DRI did it, he got high, though. Yeah, I'm jealous. That's crazy. What did you guys learn? I was just kind of checking out the area. Looks like uh, Corvé is a cleric god, big on the healing thing. And I just kind of wanted to get a sense for um, how much of him is here. I see. Well, we still need to find a way to protect this town, so... I suggest we go and ask for help. Indeed. Word. You all go to the front gates. That's we're making our way uh, out of the gate. I was just going to pop one of the good berries that Parker gave me earlier. You got it. Eat it. And you all are outside the gates. While the gates are still open, Diorite comes out with something wrapped in a blanket. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I... Had this saved away in case you come back. I didn't know who to give it to, but it's a gift to you all. And he unwraps it, and it looks like a wooden stick, a big staff, and the head of it is etched in with these engravings in marks. Looks like sigils. It is engraved all the way down with these floral-looking carvings. This is for your journey. It, It will not be of... Huge help, but between you and me, it's often good to find the happiness in the darkness. So, wherever you go, this is for you. And he hands it over. Is that a real shillelagh? You should have seen Finley with one of those things, man. He was a menace. (laughs) (laughs) Every single episode, you somehow managed to put in a wrestling reference in there. Parker is going to reach out and grab it. You do so. Does this feel magical? Can I do an arcana? Yeah, give me an arcana check. (laughs) It's a crit fail. Oof. Rough. I don't know. I just go, I don't know. I think it's a stick and I hand it to Brandon. I'm going to grab it. You grab it. I have no use for a stick. Why do I want a stick? And I'm just going to toss it to Ted. Toss it to Ted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Leave the useless stuff for the useless guy. I see how it is. Standing there with a hockey mask on, glasses, and a giant walking stick. Mm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot about the hockey mask. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll try and idea it through the haze of my fogged up sunglasses <laughs> absolutely you mean arcana Ooh, that's a 18 18 would you like to use it or would you like me to tell you what it does <laughs> oh no i immediately go like shillelagh and i just smack it on the ground <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and you do so and you smack it and a little spark of pink goes out from the tip of the staff and onto the ground into the soil and then bursting out is a big flower that smells incredibly beautiful and it has five different kinds of colors all looking very vibrant and it's just it makes a little patch of flowers in the ground with one big one in the center yeah i don't know what i expected (laughs) it looks pretty like i said it's it's not for fighting though you could definitely knock a few heads with it it's it's just merely to keep your hopes up as you've kept ours you know what yeah yeah i'm gonna find a way to use this flower staff in in a really really useful way yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do that. Love that energy, Tad. Oh, God, I'm gonna miss you guys. And he puts his arms out for a hug. Oh, uh, I don't oh, really... Oh, we're not there. No, no not I can, there. No, I, can, I don't want to be that guy. I could, how about... Um, And then Parker does the thing that everyone started to do at the height of COVID where she uh, offers up her elbow for a bump. I do. Uh, he puts his elbow out. Never have done this before. 
I just just Woo. there there and yeah, he like we just shakes it up and down don't. next to your elbow. Oof. That's, yeah, that's weirder. That, that that's awkward. awkward. That <laughs> felt weirder. Disgusting. Sustained. Uh, I'm gonna go back inside no, now. You oh, no, you should. No, yeah, no, it would be worse if I stayed. Thanks, I'm, thanks um, for everything. Be alright. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, always, God. always a pleasure. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Just close the gates, please. And they start slowly closing. I gotta go. I um got some leading to do, even though it's not too great. And then it closes. <laughs> um. Parker's gonna pick the flower. Pick the flower. Parker picks the flower. Give me a wisdom check. Is this a wisdom save? It is a save, save. yeah. Unnatural 20. Hey, Unnatural 20. So the aroma starts going in your nostrils, and you feel a sense of almost euphoria and extreme pleasure. But then you shake it off, and you realize that you were standing there longer than you thought you were. But you know now, with a nat 20. Unnat 20. Unnat 20. That these flowers can charm a person if they smell its aroma. It stops after five minutes after you pick it. Jonah, can you roll a d20 because you expended a charge? Roll that one. Woof, 19. 19. Okay, you're good. That's it. You just have to roll... Okay. Every time after you use it and to see if it still sustains itself. Uh, this shillelagh made me feel kind of funny for a second there. Parker scoops up the little flower and puts it in her pencil case. So we have a charm person spell for the next five minutes. Nice. I wonder if we're going to bump into something in if the next If we bump into minutes. something in the next five minutes. <laughs> I have an idea, but we're going to need to find a potter. I said it charms. I never said it was charm person. I, it's, That's it's, true. it's specific to yeah. it's got its own types of, Yeah, it's got its own conditions. Mm. And you guys, before you were escorted out, you were told that there were two paths. There's one to your left, and that leads to the Nook tribe, the people who are trying to take over. And there's also a path to the right, which leans to Fernfeather, which is another neighboring tribe. You know, guys, I think we should take one of the paths. Okay. Do you now? <laughs> and Dustin looked at his table, and he said, everything is good. <laughs> I think we should take one of these clear, predefined paths. Okay. Um, maybe not the one that goes to the nooks. I think we're not ready for that yet. No. So to the right. Yeah, we'll go to the right. To so the tell right. me what y'all think about this. With this staff, I think, I mean, it's got, it's got these flower engravings all over it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not going to fit my brand as Twister. <laughs> okay. Are, are you suggesting know. we alter the magical staff? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm brainstorming. I'm thinking of something. I, Kayla, think I know where this is going. Parker has no clue, so I'm going to stay quiet. <laughs> and you go down the path to Fernfeather? Yep. Right? Fernfeather. We're not going to the Nook Village. Also, isn't that a little the little people in Animal Crossing? Nooks? That sounds super familiar. Yeah, I think you might be right. Or someone's name might be Nook or something I like don't that. Know. I don't play the game. I just made an acronym. Sue us. No, please don't. Don't sue us. Nintendo, don't come you, after you us. You won't get much money. They can take our four mics. <laughs> <laughs> As we are, I'm just practicing. I'm like, I'm like get get flowered. Nah, nah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Uh, um, pedal action. Nah. You're nah, doing a Tobey Maguire? Where yeah, yeah, yeah. The web. <laughs> I'm practicing phrases, yes. What if it's like a, like, I hope you don't have seasonal allergies? That's good. That's good. It's a bit wordy, but we'll, okay, we'll go from um, there. Um, pollen makes people sneeze. Nah, uh, so, so kind of long. Mm, um, mm, mm, mm. Anaphylaxis. <laughs> <laughs> Too complicated. Yeah. We'll, We're we'll keep workshopping We're it. We'll keep there. workshopping it. <gasps> Flower power. Oh, flower oh, power. That's a pretty cool one. Right. Yep. Okay. I like that a lot. I like the Twister voice, but, you know, I feel like it sounds a little fake. What do y'all think? Yeah, it's a little forced. Oh, 
man, I was really hoping you were just going to say, nah, no, nah, that sounds like what your voice should totally naturally be, Ted. <laughs> I like the Twister voice. I appreciate it, Tornado. Any Anytime. You're all making your way down the thin trail in the middle of these enchanted woods. Some trees look very different than the human world. Some of them look remarkably similar. One that is pointed out is a tree that looks like it has pine needles, but it's just yellow, stringy. It looks almost like airhead straws. Oh. Interesting. It's got that like gummy kind of feel to it. Do they look sour? It has a little bit of the, like the dust that sour things have on it. Guys, I'm having a hard time not letting my intrusive thoughts win right now. <laughs> I'm going to give it a smell. And it smells like a bitch of a lemon. Wow. That's real citrusy. I mean, oh, wait, wait. I have a spell for this. Ted, what? Do you really want to eat this? Uh, <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I'm pretty hungry from that battle earlier, but. Parker is going to. Let me try and think of the way to make this sound really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> She pulls a little, a couple pieces off of the tree. Her eyes emit a couple green drops of dew. Almost like she's crying, but they're like green and a little metallic. She blinks so that they land on the little sour straws. And that's her casting detect poison and disease. Oh, interesting. It's not poisoned. However... There is a condition you must meet to get benefits from that. The green metallic liquid from her eyes just kind of dissolves. She goes, well, um, it's not poisonous. Uh, it's okay. I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, Parker's going to grab a whole bunch of them and put them in her backpack. <laughs> Got it. If anybody sees a flower pot, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Just in the wild. <laughs> As you all continue walking about another 20 minutes down the trail, you eventually get to a little clearing and you see it's just big enough for the clearing to have this log cabin that's in the middle of these woods. And as you get closer, you begin to see that there are lights on the inside and that it's not really a cabin per se. It looks more like a store, mm. kind of. You are finally in, right in front of it. It's got these two double doors made of glass, and the sign says P A N E R A B R E A D. Okay, so I get that you're spelling Panera Bread, <laughs> but it's going to be pronounced something real silly. Pain era. Pain era. Pain era. I bet it's like Pan Arabid. Panarab Reed. No. What are the odds? They have flower pots. Wait a second. I'm starting to realize something. We've only been to Finnadale. We have not established what the actual timeline of this world is at. <laughs> what time is it? Brunch. Brunch. It's a perfect time for brunch. It's about <laughs> one o'clock. One o'clock. I'm almost past the point of asking questions, though. I need a bread bowl. <laughs> yeah, I am kind of hungry. Can I just look at it and like, does this look real? It, like, is it an illusion? Yeah. Yeah, give me an arcana check. 14? 14. As far as you can tell, this is the real deal. This is a tangible structure. Looks exactly like its namesake. Maybe Panera Bread is just the natural evolution of the way things are. I'm going to walk through the door. Hello, welcome to Panera. Yeah, there, there it is. Yeah. Would you like to... And you all are inside. The doors close behind you with a ding. Yeah. And everybody starts to look around at you three who look not like they do. 
What do they look like? Well, I described the people from this world. They're a bit more gray-toned skin. Oh, they look like the other... Long okay, earlobes, cool. yellow freckles. And everyone starts to take a look at you, and they say, Are these the freaks? Look at them. worked. I mean, I mean, we were told humans love pain era. It's gotta be them. All right, bet. And then everybody stands up. You see everybody abruptly. The table shifts. Soup is spilled. The walls fall of this structure, and you see that it's purely a trap. This is set up to look exactly like a Panera bread. <laughs> it's like it's like we're on a movie set. Exactly. Right. We walk in, all the walls fall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. it's so bad. Who was the dumbass that went inside? Me. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. No, wait. <laughs> I was, like, wait a <laughs> I was completely going to let you take that fall. No. And everybody in this Panera bread is staring at you, pointing a finger, and then they all start whispering, Peels. Peels, peels, and you see an energy start coming out of their finger, and you all start to feel a little dazed. Uh, I'm going to run and try and open the door. See, you could try to do that if you weren't collapsed on the floor. Oh, already? Oh, okay. okay. Already? There's right. no save. There's. I'm, we're down. It's like 12 people all casting sleep on you. Oh. oh. You don't you save for There is no save. Yeah, points, we're out. And you collapse, it, it was a trap. falling on the floor into a deep sleep as Michael Buble plays in the background. No! Not Michael Buble. Can't believe we fell for it. I know. Yeah, that's a trap. Can't trust Panera Bread. <laughs> yeah. Now you're all in a deep slumber. Hey. Ted, you start to hear a lute strumming in the distance of your echoing mind. Huh? Where am I? Who am I? No one knows. Look for me, the life I chose With lavish style, attracted fame Still no one will know my name And this voice is leading you down the dark depths of your mind until you start to see glowing in the distance. Is that my Letterman jacket? (laughs) Hello, teddy bear. Wait, who are you? In front of you, you see you're now about 15 feet away from what can closely be described as a humanoid bird. This humanoid with wings that come through his back, not his, not on his arms, with a slight beak at the tip of his lips, loose pants, open vest revealing chest feathers, rings and bracelets all made of gold, and he's got some sort of swagger about him, and he's holding a lute that he is strumming. Ted, you should really pick up this place once in a while. I can tell you were clearly not expecting company and he kicks over in just empty dark space. But when he does it, you can hear the sound of a cardboard box being pushed across the ground. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm not Ted. I'm... I'm... Twister. Are you not? I know the lines seem to blur every once in a while. I mean, that's why I chose you. Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? No one knows. I've been gone for quite some time, and I don't remember my name. Though the people who I put under my wing, my other friends, though little I have now, they call me Songbird. Are are you... Are you Corvée? Okay, come on, man. I don't know a lot about this world, man. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> no, no, no. It's cute. You're good. Uh, I'm not Corve. I am. I'm no god. No plane of existence that I rule and forge over. No, 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 no. 
Do you wrestle? <laughs> Under the sheets. Ugh, nah, never mind. <laughs> Forget I asked. I am bardic energy. Oh. There's a lot about magic that you don't know yet. But I'm very happy that magic has found you, Ted. Look, I really like it. I like it a lot. But does it mean I have to play weird-ass music like you? <laughs> look don't get me wrong i like to perform i know but it's not it's not the songs you know the songs are just they're just the entrance music Mm. and then when you're there and when the microphone is in your hand that's really living Hmm. there's so much to learn for the both of us. Anyway, Twister, I just came by to say that I've chosen you, formally. Magic comes to worlds created by godlike power, but once you mix life and magic, it evolves on its own. Naturally. Like bacteria in a pool of water that you walked away for for over a thousand millennia. And that's why I'm here. <sighs> Do you ever think... I could feel back home, like how I feel here. (laughs) In my life, I had to adopt many different homes, many places when I was in a band of my own, saving the world, telling stories. Home isn't a place. Home is people. You're not so bad, giant bard, owl, (laughs) dude, guy, bird. Will you return? Ted, just try to get rid of me. And then he touches you on the shoulder, and as he does, you immediately wake up. And around you, there are your two friends. It's very dark, but you can still see that your two friends are laying next to you, and you're in some sort of sand. (sighs) Is my staff there? Staff is not there. And you're actually in different clothing. You're in a loincloth and a oversized shirt, and so are your friends. Your equipment seems to have been taken from you. We're not wearing our knee pads anymore? Nope. No! I gotta adjust my AC. You know how much money I spend on those? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Parker. Parker, Brandon. Brandon, wake up. (gasps) What? God. They took my shillelagh. Parker's not, her entire body isn't covered with fabric for the, the first time in her life. I don't like, um, what? Are we in sand? <laughs> yeah, Can like, I get a group perception check? Just like the palest 30 inches of so leg you've ever seen in your life. She's like so cold. You said perception? Perception. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. 16. 16. 13. And 13. I'm here to look at stuff. It was, it's a pretty basic perception check, so you all get it. And you notice the first thing is that this is much warmer than it was back in Finnedale. It's a little bit more humid and heavy. The ground beneath you is sand, but it looks to be dark sand. Not like the yellowy white that we are used to, but it, it's dark gray, black. And it's very fine and chalky. It's pretty dark, but you can see on your left and right with that perception check that there are bars made of bone. And... 
there are some other humanoid figures beyond those bars. And once your eyes start to adjust to the darkness, you can see that all these cages are in the shape of a circle. And in the center, it's an empty space. Hey, you. Oh, you're finally awake. You were trying to resist the nook, right? One of the guys on the side of the cell. What? I thought we were at a Panera? No. What? What's a Panera? It's a human thing. The only thing you need to understand is they sell soup in bowls of bread. Oh, wait. You eat the, the bowl? Yes. The soup soaks into it, and then the bread is saturated with the broth. You see why we were allured. Oh, my. That's... A fantastic idea. If I made that idea, I would probably charge maybe $10 a bowl for it, even though it costs three. Because people would. That sounds fantastic. Would you mind, please, re-describing the cage situation? So, there are cages. You can't see all the way to the end, Mm -hmm. but you can see that they curve in to make a circle. And in the center, there is a pit. So are we in a cage right now? You are in a cage bordering this pit. Cages are on the walls. Pit is in the middle. Mm -hmm. Pathway around the pit. As you look up, you see that you're kind of in a hole. And at the top, you can see the night sky. Okay. Um, so, good news and bad news. I can totally get out of here. That sounds like good news. What's the bad news? I don't know how to get you two out of here. Are we in San Benio Penitentiary? (laughs) I don't know. You! I'm going to point one of the, the guy that was talking to us. Uh, yeah, it's me. Hi. How are, how are Where you? Where are we? You are currently in the murder pit. Mm. You are all in separate cells. Oh, oh never mind. Okay. Never mind. You're all in separate cells. I thought we were in a group Did cell. being knocked unconscious... I didn't say that, but you are. What? But did being knocked unconscious count as a short rest? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll a d20. If it's over a 10, yes. If it's under, No. Because, I mean, I need an All hour. Right, get yourself, yeah, oh, that's get yourself a short rest. That's clutch. Okay. That's clutch for me. That's funny. Because I need my spirit totem. I mean, if you're about to fight, I might as well just throw you a bone. <laughs> but I don't think just made a bone. Okay. I guess I'll roll a hit die. I'm going to roll one of my hit dies. I have 1d8 minus one. Hey, yo, 10. I think that puts me up to fucking full. Hell yeah. I got one additional hit point. <laughs> And I was not able to re-up my healer's kit. So uh, this is going to be awesome. So there are six cages. Yeah, Brandon's still talking to the dude, I think. Yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. I asked him where we were, then he said the murder pit. You're in the murder pit. Who brought us here? Well, the Nook. They bring war criminals here, average prisoners, uh, (laughs) murderers, just, you know. Regular guys. That was a hellacious (laughs) second choice to to do. Shoplifters, people with low-level drug offenses. It's anybody that they deem eligible for death row. For them, that's, I mean, that's pretty much anybody, honestly. They love the guy. The guy? Parker chirps up. She was trying so hard to be quiet. yes, death. Uh, Or the god of death. Are we going to fight the god of death? No, no. Oh, god, no. Are we sacrifices to the god of death? You're entertainment for the god of death. Awesome! In can I do an investigation to see how it is that we're being held in these cages? Is there yeah. a lock? Is there a yeah, anything? You can check. Unnatural 20. Hey. Unnatural 20. So you can see that it's kind of like a... If you've ever seen a coop, there is a big sh- piece of sheet metal in front of it all. And you lift that up and that's how things get in and out. It looks like they have something like that set up with ropes attached to that door that they lift up and press back down. 
So there are ropes that they pull Uh to lift the metal portion up, which Uh will open the doors to the cages. Uh Okay. But that door isn't actually metal. It's made of bone because... Loki, I think I have a plan. Ah! And I'm going to like full shoulder (laughs) bash the door. Absolutely. Try for it. I would try. Give me an athletics. Eh, It's a 10. And you slam against it and you are pushed back by just the energy of you hitting bone on bone messes up your arm just a little bit, but not enough to actually do damage. But it's just, you notice these are refined and they are almost coated in a clear stone-like material. Ah! God, that hurt! As you all are coming to your senses, starting to understand the situation you're in, eventually the lip of the pit, where you look up and you see the night sky, it's starting to glow a little bit with oranges and yellows around the rim. Lots of them. It starts getting brighter, and you start to see soldiers surround the pit and slowly start cheering. They start to beat their spears rhythmically up against the pit, and eventually a throne is rolled up to the edge. Dark, gray-skinned creature. Just like in Finnedale, where he has his throne, there is this throne here, and at the top is an elder, gray skin, sloped earlobes, yellow freckles, lounging on the throne and he addresses the crowd. Oh joy! Oh joy! Finally we have filled up our occupancy. Let's start the murder pit! Murder in terms of murdering a performance! This episode of Magic Isn't Real. If you like the show, please hit whatever podcast subscribe button is available on this platform and consider joining our Patreon, linked in the episode description. For behind-the-scenes content and just to support the show, patrons also get to join our Discord server where we all talk, chat, maybe give a little sneak peek at what's to come, who's to say. We're just starting out, but we cannot wait to go on this magical journey with you. Credit where credit is due. Dustin Parsons is the Game Master. Christian Contreras plays Brandon Rodriguez. Jonah Pfeiffer plays Ted Vardaman. And Kayla Temshiv plays Parker Henley. This episode was edited by Dustin Parsons. Theme music is by Jake the Dead, and art design is by Juniper Whitney. Social media is managed by Anna Rose Pfeiffer and Kayla Tumshiv. Stay tuned for more shenanigans and follow us on social media at Magic Isn't Real Pod on TikTok, Magic Isn't Real PD on Twitter, and Magic underscore isn't underscore real underscore pod on Instagram. If I miss something else, we've linked it below. If you've listened this far, thank you and we love you. Oh, and we lied about the magic. It's totally real. It's totally real.